Hey, Green Future Growers. Welcome to Season 4. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. I'm here to help you create, grow, and enjoy your own organic oasis. I hope you'll subscribe for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. Hey, everybody. So it is Monday, January 17th, Martin Luther King Day. And lots of people are celebrating Betty White's birthday by being kind today and doing something kind. Um, But what I really wanted to share with you was this blog post that came in my email from Bonnie Rose Weaver. If you um, don't know who she is, she was a guest on my show back in July of 2017, episode 183, Urban Gardening, the 1849 Medicine Garden. Um, and Bonnie Rose Weaver wrote this awesome book about, um, medicinal plant cultivation, which I bought and I love. It's a great reference manual about, um, medicinal herbs that can be grown in San Francisco. Um, so I might try to replay that, but I wanted to read this blog post she wrote, um, called my time with the thief. Um, about her experience with COVID. And um, I really encourage you to actually go to the link and read it yourself and check out. Um, She did some beautiful watercolor pencil drawings um, during her isolation. So she says, um, I'm coming out of the sick room to say I have had COVID-19 most likely the Omicron variant. And in fact, I may still have it. As I write this on dawn of Tuesday, January 11, 2022, I await test results, which will clarify my status. The intention of this writing is to give insight into my experience and share ideas of herbal protocols to inspire another person to navigate having this disease. I am not a doctor, nor do I claim to know or give medical advice. I will also start with a mention of Get Rad Boil Root, a collaboratively written guide to home remedies for COVID-19, which Bonnie helped create. Um, And she's got some awesome graphics below in the post. She wrote it along with Gina Badger and all in March and April of 2020. The resource is wonderful and she encourages you to check it out. For a shorter version of how she personally approached COVID-19, read on. And so I'm going to keep reading on. Um, She calls this denial. I first started having symptoms on Sunday, January 2nd. I woke up with a sore throat and thought it's strange, but I didn't feel bad otherwise. I went about my Sunday activities, grocery shopping and doing laundry. I kept my mask on just to be safe. Um, It's got an asterisk there, which goes down below and says, in hindsight, I should have stayed home. Let this be a lesson for all of you with a sore throat. Stay home, get tested. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge we have experienced yet another leadership failure as many people, myself included, are expected to show up for in-person work without proper PPE or safety considerations during the Omicron surge. Um, Okay, back to the post. I also started some routine immune support, which I always do at the start of a cold. Step one, take three droppers full of echinacea tincture, tincture three to four times a day. This is a super high dose. In short, high intervals, echinacea is commonly known to support white blood cell production to help the body fight off anything that is not supposed to be there. I definitely felt the boost as I went about my day. 
Um, as a side note, this is Jackie Marie Byer cutting in here. Um, I'm pretty sure Mike and I both just had the Omicron version of COVID. We did not get tested, but we did get a phone call from someone who was tested positive. And actually, the person who called us is still quite sick. And Mike and I, and my symptoms started exactly like Bonnie Rose's. I had a sore throat. I thought I just had a cold because this was all before we get the phone call. I took um, some echinacea cough medicine or um, tea that I had, like echinacea cold tea. And I think um, the biggest things I did that really helped was lots of liquids, NyQuil. I took a double boost of Airborne. Um, and I seemed to get over it pretty quickly, although Mike and I both still feel somewhat tired and um, kind of have like this lingering cough. I have lingering nose, um, but I kind of always have that. Anyway, um, back to Bonnie. So you could take three dropperfuls of the echinacea tincture. Number two, she took chopped garlic. May, while it may give a person fragrant breath, a clove of raw garlic is an incredible, affordable, and easy-to-come-by powerhouse for the immune system. I noticed it seeped through the digestive and respiratory systems, too, which are often impacted by COVID. My preferred method is to mince the garlic and eat it, a spoon, eat it in a spoonful of honey or nut butter. Raw plain garlic can be hard on the stomach, so it's best to eat with food. And her third step is lung tea for your lungs. A combination of mullein, thyme, nettles, marshmallow, ginger, and licorice. To two to eight hour infusion to support her lungs, throat, and overall body. Want to know more about these herbs and why I use them? Check out her book, Get Rad, Boil Roots. Um, okay, then there's the little star part I already read. Shock and shame. By Tuesday, January 4th, I was feeling a lot better and had assumed that the mild short cold I had had earlier in the week was over. That evening, I found out I did indeed have COVID-19 through a text message that alerted me that my test results were ready. Going through the motions of clicking the link and logging into my account as I had done so many times in the life of this pandemic, always to read negative, a process which now felt performative, obligatory, obligatory I proceeded. Click? Click what? I had to read the three, page three times before I could comprehend what was before my eyes. Her positive SARS-CoV-2 test. I want to share with you, dear reader, she goes on, that I have taken every precaution not to get COVID. The weeks preceding my diagnosis, I had canceled plans with friends, avoided taking BART, and had gotten a vaccine booster. As a person with a history of asthma, I considered myself to be at higher risk when the virus was first active. I washed my hands at every opportunity, reduced the amount of people I spent time with indoors, and set out well-fitting masks to protect myself. As I called the people I had been with on New Year's Eve and my parents, who I had been with over the weekend, a wave of shock followed by a wave of shame came over me. I then informed my employers that I wouldn't be coming into work for a while and canceled my upcoming social plans, too. Um, and as a side note, uh, listeners, both Mike and I are fully vaccinated. We've been trying to get our booster, but I don't know what's going on. I signed up on a waiting list online. Haven't heard anything. I've called twice. Um, I'm going to call again today. And the people we got it from, I mean, I'm 99% sure if we got it and we got it from these people, um, we're also fully vaccinated. But they were out on New Year's Eve Um <clears throat> and Mike, I did go out on New Year's Day to breakfast because the restaurant I was working in, um, the manager bought it with her husband. It was their first day and I just really wanted to support it. Um, but I pretty much, and I did see some friends on New Year's Eve during the day. Um, 
who I'm pretty sure are not vaccinated. Um, but other than that, I, you know, Mike and I are pretty, <clears throat> um, he definitely doesn't really get out and see a lot of people. So, you know, it's going around. It's certainly in our County. I mean, they just say it's everywhere. Anyway, back to her post, the reality as the reality that I would be home for the next week or so settled in, I reached out to some friends, kind offers to come by and drop off foods and treats, brighten my days. I continued to use herbs. Number one, eucalyptus essential oil. A few drops on the floor of my shower in a bowl of water as a steam, use a towel to tent it in to moisten my airways. While the lungs have stayed clear, I wanted to do what I could to protect them. Step two, elderberry soda. Elderberry syrup is a remedy I keep in the fridge at this time of year. I add it to bubbly water and it became a highlight of my day. This antiviral is delicious and staying hydrated was critical. So it is a fun way to keep drinking water too. Three, bone set tincture. I got on the phone with Lizanne Deliz, a friend and herbalist who had also recently had COVID. She reminded me that no matter how mild my experience was, there was still a virus lurking in me and not to forget to take antivirals. I poured myself an ounce of bone set, a powerful and bitter antiviral for my apothecary and continued to take echinacea three to four times a day. And step four, hydrate. I started drinking water like it was my job, occasionally with a hint of salt, lemon, and honey to help me stay hydrated. Also important as I navigated loose stool and a headache. Boredom. Um, as a side note, so I will say I definitely took tons of water. I just totally drank on liquids um, and slept a lot. And I felt like I was over it within 48 hours. Easy. And feeling better, although, like I said, it does seem to still be kind of lingering and I've been coughing and, and much more tired than I would like to be. But And then Mike also seemed to get over it pretty much in 48 hours and he had a super powerful headache. Um, and we both took NyQuil and um, he took Tylenol for the headache. I didn't get the headache, but I had the sore throat. Um, but it did quickly go away. So anyway, that was kind of our experience. And then we've just been kind of quarantining as, um, <clears throat> and so here we're getting to boredom day four boredom by day four, I hit a wall of boredom. It's hard to describe. I wasn't myself. The shame started to fade as I grappled with the fact that this is our reality. I believe the first week of January 2022 is a major inflection point in this pandemic. Many of my loved ones who called to check and referred back to the fear and panic we all experienced in March 2020. All around me, I heard of people making difficult choices about the pandemic, waiting in long cold lines for a test, navigating decisions around work and school. In parentheses, she says, um, hi, SFUSD, can we please have mass testing and more sick pay? Uh, in the parentheses, and swallowing the large hard pill that cases at an all time high means less socializing and more time for puzzles at home with a cat or the proverbial cat. In my case, she says, phone calls with friends and movie recommendations started to come in. Thank you, sweet friends, for keeping me entertained and feeling the love. The symptoms I experienced on day four and five were mild and infrequent chills and fatigue. It wasn't until day six that I finally started to feel like myself. I woke up feeling silly and chatty. A bit of my spark was back. I made myself boba as a treat and went on a walk around my neighborhood. Um, and then she has a beautiful picture of San Bruno Mountain at sunset from Sunnyside, San Francisco. <clears throat> Occupied Ramaytush Aholi Land. Um, from January 2022. It was at this time that I started to really see what I and we were going through. I recognized that the boredom I had felt was not boredom as much as apathy. I had been invaded by the virus. 
I reflected on my days in, quote, the sick room, unquote, as they called it on the CDC website as historic. The days I danced with the thief in isolation as the world grappled with the Omicron variant of COVID-19. I also came to realize that some of the best medicine for me was being gentle with myself and allowing others to show up for me with care and tenderness too. Number one, wearing soft clothing. I pulled my late grandmother's cashmere sweater out of the closet and wore it around the house. Step two, sweet care. A friend dropped off low sugar chocolate, fresh baked gluten-free bread, Kara Kara oranges. I didn't want to miss out this important seasonal fruit. <clears throat> Garland of citrus peels. I never felt more seen. The bright colors decorated my space and gave me a glimpse of the sun sighing through the storm. Step three, an amber necklace. Amber necklace. Oops, I lost it. Sorry. An amber necklace. While I'm not a big crystal person, I did put on my amber necklace. In parentheses, she writes, not a fashion choice, mind you, um, to help soothe my nerves. Um, number four, delicious food. While I was apathetic about cooking, something I usually love to do, it was critical that friends dropped off food as it gave me incentive to eat. Yuzu tea and chicken root soup? Yes, please. Here and add about our experience. Um, eating is definitely important. But, oh yeah, the amber. So, one of my favorite perfumes or fragrances, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, to wear is amber. And I think it's so odd that like after I haven't worn it in a really long time, I actually have been putting on amber as much because I felt like um, I was kind of smelling strong. Um, and so just to have something that I really like to smell, I put it on my scarf. I put it on things. I have like this tiny little bottle of amber oil. If I had more, I probably would wear it more. Uh, I used to always buy it like at these craft fairs we used to go to or like at Grateful Dead shows and stuff. Anyway, so interesting that my body just seemed to naturally crave that amber. An amber necklace. Anyway, um, I use the amber essential oil. Um, so make sure you're eating healthy. And maybe if you know somebody who's sick, get them some healthy stuff. Bring them some food. Recovery. As I mentioned, I'm still in the recovery phase. I've started to leave the house for a couple of hours at a time. I find it tricky, however, as I still need to hydrate frequently, which is so tricky with a mask on. I really miss my students and I look forward to going back to work. I do really dearly hope, however, that I am given and can give myself the time I need to rest and recuperate. The reality is we don't know what it means to get this variant in the long term. We don't know the effect of having vaccinations and boosters before getting COVID. We know this is a virus running rampant in our bodies and communities and across the world, like a thief in the house. We don't know immediately what has been taken. We know that in times of illness, it's best to give the body time to heal. We know taking herbs can shorten the duration and impact of a disease or imbalance. We know that the body heals itself and the action we take to support the hard work of the body can impact the long-term outcome. And so for the first time in my life, I'm taking the time I need to heal. A true luxury writing parentheses, thank you, teachers union and sick pay, in parentheses. I've decided there is no paycheck that can make up for these days of sweet self-care and recovery. If you need me, I'll be at the park or by the ocean or in bed doing the following ancient home remedies. Number one, sleep. Can't get enough of it. We know brain fog and fatigue are long-term symptoms of COVID. I'm supporting my body with rest and relaxation of hopes of avoiding these issues down the road. Step two, watercolors. At home or at the local park, enjoying some of the more overlooked pastimes for being quiet and present with the place. You know, I want to add to that. There is a, 
um, a Facebook thing called OutSchool that I've been seeing where there's a teacher and for $12, you can learn how to do a Van Gogh snow scene. And I am very tempted to take it. It's hard for me to imagine I need to, but, um, also then I saw another one from this OutSchool source. So if you're, if you've never done watercolors, you want to try it. And what was the other thing I saw? Um, Oh, this Montana artist teacher, she did this, she, uh, in, with her students in school where they painted with, um, like natural made watercolors that they made from like spinach and beets and cabbage and different colors that I really want to try. Maybe I'll do that today. Cause I bought some cabbage anyway, you know, watercolors, pencil sketches. I've been really doing a lot of pencil sketches yesterday. I went back to painting watercolors on one of my, um, peers paintings. I've been painting on canvas bags and some toolkits with acrylics, which are a lot harder to use than I would like to say. And the canvas bags are definitely easier than the mailboxes. I wanted to make the canvas totes for like a product that people could buy to support the green organic garden podcast. Um, and the toolboxes, um, what they are is like a mailbox that you can keep your tools in, in your garden. And even though they are harder to do, um, they, to me are, I mean, grocery bags are pretty essential. Um, but I, I just can't stand not having a toolbox down in my garden where I can keep my pruners and like the sprinklers so my dog doesn't chew on it or just like the other essential tools that you want to have in your garden readily accessible, especially, you know, our garden I've talked about is at the bottom of the hill. So I've been working on painting some of those mailboxes. So anyway, I encourage you to try some artistic, uh, maybe even like one of those grown up coloring books if you've never had one before. Okay, so number one was sleep, number two, watercolors. Then she goes to three, sticker apps. I become obsessed with sending people virtual stickers as we text message. Return to the sticker book. Sorry, not sorry. Number four, social distanced hangs. As I wait for a negative test result, I've had fun using phone and video calling to catch up, watch movies, do art or rituals with friends for fun ways to pass the time. Number five, herbs. Some things on my mind are continuing to take gentle antivirus like elderberry and olive leaf for several weeks or months. I will also be supplementing with medicinal with medicinal mushrooms like reishi for overall energy and lion's mane to support cognitive function. Um, this last part is called intention. A friend and herbalist reminded me last night that getting COVID is not a moral failure. I needed to hear this. I want you to be reminded of this. I did everything I could not to get it. And yet here we are. I share my story in attempts of normalizing it of, as I say at the beginning, coming out of the quote unquote sick room. There's an infinite amount of things you can read about COVID online, including from the CDC or Western medicine. What I love about herbs is that they are preventative medicine that is safe and have been used for thousands of years. Yeah. Like last time there was a global pandemic and time, time before that. And the time before that, we are here because we are the resilient ones. Our ancestors survived illness and trauma. And so I give thanks to this life each day. The sun rises. Lastly, Last but not least, I want to say there's a major race and class piece to the surge. In 2020, the majority of people who got COVID were poor black and brown people of color. We know the social impact of this disease has been along lines of race and class. It is not lost on me that as a white college educated person with a union job, it is a privilege to be getting COVID two years into the pandemic when we have vaccines and somewhat of a deeper understanding of what this disease is and how to deal with it. Thanks to modern technology and science, I was vaccinated in spring 2021 and boosted in December. During my illness, I am truly blessed to have never worried. 
Will I survive this? Thank you. A big shout out to all the people who supported me while I was sick and to the herbalist who encouraged me to share my story in no particular order. Thank you to, um, and there is a long list, which I, I feel like I should read, but also like there have to be 25 names here. Ancestors of the highest good science. Um, so again, I really encourage you to read this post, um, yourself. I hope you are doing well. Uh, this is an interesting way to start off season four. Again, the official season four will launch, um, on January 29th, 2022. I've got three or four episodes recorded already. I have uh, quite a few amazing guests who have signed up for February, um, I'm not sure if anybody signed, I think one person signed up in January. So again, listeners, if you're out there, I desperately, desperately would love to hear your garden story and share your garden journey on my podcast. I bet, you know, more than you think. Um, so reach out to me if you would like to. And, um, I hope if you have COVID that you are, you know, somewhere safe that you're able to, um, take care of yourself, get the rest, get the sleep, get the herbs or essential oils or the garlic or whatever it is that you need, that you get lots of water, um, that you have loved ones that you're caring with, uh, that you get to jump on some kind of maybe Zoom call with friends, new or old. I got an amazing um, Zoom call Saturday morning with Paul Zielinski and Pat Cummings. If you're um, an educator, you've probably read their books. They're amazing children's books artists. Um, that was super fun for me. I, as I've said frequently, I'm still struggling to get on my computer at all other than um, when absolutely necessary, be it tutoring or transcribing podcasts or you know, doing interviews. Um, I'm really still struggling to open it up for anything other than that. So anyway, um, here's to season four and everybody getting out and having a great garden this summer. If there are any, again, any topics you want to learn about, any guests that you would like me to bring on, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at orgpodcast at gmail.com, orgpodcast at gmail.com. Um, would love to hear from you and just let you, you know, let me know if there's anything I can do to make your garden journey, help you build your organic oasis and just stay safe, everybody be healthy. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Do you know someone who would benefit from the organic gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it. If you'd share the organic gardener podcast with a friend, thanks again for listening. And remember grow local.